2: Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Cast Club Radio. Thanks for being here with us on National Cocktail Day, no less. My name is Lydia Cruz.
0: I'm Justice Tiefel.
2: And I'm Maura Dooley. And thanks for joining us. Speaking of National Cocktail Day, you guys excited? Going to do a little celebrating?
0: We will do a little celebrating this evening right after we're done with the show. It's perfect. Always look forward to National Cocktail Day, but in our industry, every day is Cocktail Day.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Well, we will discuss National Cocktail Day coming up on the show today. But first, this is a pretty cool project that you guys do, Justin, every year. Will you tell us a little bit about the Special Forces Bourbon?
0: Yeah, so this is our fourth year of partnering with the first Special Forces group down at JBLM. And uh, we're proud to honor and support what the men and women in the military do for us every day. and. we produce a, a special branded, labeled bourbon called Special Forces Bourbon. And we sell that in the tasting rooms and online and in certain markets around the country. And $25 uh, is collected with every bottle sold. And we collect that. And then at the end of each bottling run, we present a check uh, in the form of the donation to the First Special Forces Group Foundation at JBLM. And In the last three years, we're up to eighty thousand dollars. $80,000 wow. that we've donated collected and now we're on the fourth run and we're pre-selling this year for the first time so people can go to heritage com and uh, look for the special forces bourbon pre-sale opportunity those bottles will be available starting in late april for customers to pick up or for us to ship to them and our hope for this year is to raise another $25,000 or so to go to the special forces uh, foundation down there the interesting thing about this funding is that It goes to three causes. The first is the Gold Star Kids program in, in... Gold Star Kids are the kids whose primarily whose dads have died in the line of duty overseas, and so the Gold Star Program really helps those kids and and the surviving spouse to transition and make sure that there are opportunities for those kids to continue to have interesting life experiences. Uh, the other thing we've done is we donated to the Wounded Warriors component of, of uh, Special Forces Group, uh, and then the third thing is uh, there's a pile of money that goes into scholarships for. Um, sons and daughters of the enlisted personnel to go to college or go to a trade school and uh, we're just proud to be able to support the community that way
2: it definitely combines two of the things that we know heritage is all about which is making great products and then also supporting the local community because this is a big military community here in the pacific northwest so it's pretty cool
0: it is yeah and and, you know uh, as a small business you're nothing if you have don't have uh, consumers, customers, uh, partners, and the community supporting you. We just want to make sure we can give back and support the community in the same way they've supported us.
2: And as always, this is a very limited run, so people want to get in their pre-orders as soon as possible, and they can do that at heritagedistilling.com. Correct. Perfect. In the meantime, what's going on in the news?
0: So it, first in the news we found is uh, our friends at Patron that make tequila. <laughs> they've launched margarita bath bombs designed <laughs> to be dropped into tequila. This is a hey, very what? cool concept that came up. With. Yeah. Now, we're advising people at home you can't use any regular old bath bomb. You have to use these specific bath bombs if you want to consume them. These are food grade items, okay? We don't want to be getting sick and getting poisoned. Please. But yes. Patron, they've taken the bath bomb concept and they're putting it in cocktails. They've released a line of margarita flavored pellets and fizzers that can be dropped into the glass of tequila to create a fruit flavored sip. Like a bath bomb, when the fizz uh, hits the liquid, it starts to disintegrate. And after the entire bottle, All has disappeared in the cocktail and it's no longer fizzing. It's ready and it's proportioned out and you've got a cocktail ready to go.
2: I love these. Some of these flavors sound really interesting. You've got passion fruit and jalapeno, celery and elderflower. Man. Yeah,
0: yeah. Lychee and and chia seed, tomato and thyme.
3: It seems like it would be fun to try once, but I I just have a hard time believing it's going to taste as good as a fresh made margarita with all of the ingredients, not in powder form.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree, but I think if you're at a tailgate or you're camping, True. And you don't want to pack the whole kit and caboodle with you, grabbing these little fizzy balls makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm interested to see if people post pictures of themselves in a regular bath, dropping oh these my in. god, it's like, there's real bath bomb <laughs> bombs. Right, if sad. you do, post your pictures at Cast Club Radio.
3: Please, we want to know. Didn't Dane tell us that's about right. a gin and tonic bath bomb or shower bomb? Last time That's we talked, true. To him.
0: he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I, I, he has not posted pictures of that yet, though. So next on the list is this uh, pub in. Uh, this is a Welsh pub, and they're offering diners a twenty-five percent discount if they lock their phones away while <laughs> eating. I like this. <laughs> yeah, I, this caught my attention. And then we, they call it Mobile Free Mondays, and the idea is that customers get twenty-five percent discounts on Mondays. If they agree when they sit down a box is delivered to their table they put the phone in the box the staff locks the box takes the key uh, but the box with your phone stays at your table and as long as you can get through the whole evening without having to check your phone you get 25% off your meal
2: I think this is brilliant I'm always I'm already kind of a stickler for people putting away their phones when I'm out to out to eat my family is so I like this there's a little more incentive in it too
0: yeah and I think It'd be interesting if restaurants started to do this with kids so that if kids can get through meals without their phone, maybe they get free ice cream at the end. Uh, it'd be interesting to, to see a restaurant start to try that concept out.
2: Meanwhile, some American restaurants are actually giving kids iPads and things to play with. <laughs> so we'll see if yes. that can, that can t- make a trend here in, in America.
3: <laughs> I like the That's idea right. of encouraging people to, to, to detach from technology. But I also think that it's great for the restaurants because when I was working at a restaurant, I know that they had done some studies that people not only just texting and being distracted, but people are taking tons of pictures of their food and everything and then getting to it once it's gotten cold and sending things Mm -hmm. back. So it's actually a good strategy for the restaurant to make sure that people are enjoying the food in a timely manner as it comes out hot and ready to go and not getting too distracted and then sending it back later.
0: Yeah, and the articles we've talked about, when that happens, it's actually slowing down the food service for the restaurant as a whole. It means the bartenders, the waiters and waitresses are earning fewer tips because they have fewer uh, turns on the tables, and it means the restaurant has fewer turns overall, so they're earning less money because it's slowing down the service and consumption. So it is an issue. And uh, we'll see if this uh, Welsh restaurant has mm-hmm. come up with one of the solutions.
2: You'll just have to take a mental picture of your of your food here.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. And lastly, spring is around the corner. And uh, we found this interesting article that talks about 15 surprising things you can clean with vodka. <laughs> and I'll tell you, from my own perspective, we use vodka a lot as a cleaning agent. Specifically, I use it at tasting shows and uh, where we're shaking a lot of hands after you know you shake a lot of people's hands i'm kind of a germaphobe Mm -hmm. and uh, so i'll kind of turn around and pour a little bit of vodka my hands are rubbing together because it is after all 40 percent alcohol (laughs) Uh, but this this article and it has no smell right so this article (laughs) talks about you can use vodka to clean most of your kitchen services at home it doesn't take a lot uh, a a few ounces Uh, maybe you mix in some lemongrass oil or some kind of uh, castile soap You can put it in the spray bottle, Um, you can spray it, pour it, wipe it down. Uh, They talk about bathroom surfaces, they talk about bed dressings where they wash it with their linens, a half a cup of distilled water with a half a cup of vodka, and uh, maybe put in a few drops of lavender oil, and you put this in uh, the washer with your clothes. And I know a lot of people have talked about jeans you know they want to protect the look of their jeans Mm -hmm. and when you wash the jeans a lot the denim begins to break down so some people wash their jeans by spraying them with vodka and then letting them dry they never actually put them in their washing machine
2: Wow. wow i've never heard of that before
0: we're going to post this story so that people can see the full 15 suggestions that they have for how to use vodka for your spring cleaning
2: Coming up on Cast Club Radio, it might only be in its fifth year, but National Cocktail Day is here, and we're ready to celebrate. It's next on Cast Club Radio. Welcome back to Cast Club Radio. Thanks for joining us on the Saturday afternoon. It's National Cocktail Day which is a new holiday for me. thats new one that I'm putting in my calendar. It's only been around for five years. Maura, you found a little more information about the history of this wonderful holiday that we get to participate in.
3: Well, I, I'm on holodailys.com, and it's actually a post from Jace Shoemaker-Galloway, who invented national cocktail day and (laughs) says jay shoemaker galloway is the queen of holidays so i think that's (laughs) self-proclaimed right (laughs) if you invent national cocktail day then you can claim that you're the queen of holidays well it's a good excuse to talk about some of the more
2: creative cocktails that are out there right now some that we could be enjoying and uh there is no end to the creativity of of cocktail creationists
0: No, there's not. Uh, We found the cucumber collins, which is a combination of vodka, cucumber vodka, and yuzu juice. Yuzu is the uh, small Asian uh, citrus. It looks kind of like a lemon. It's all the rage right now in certain craft bars. Uh, And then it calls for fresh lemon and blueberry stained cucumbers. What? That are pickled in mirin, sake, and rice wine vinegar. That takes a little time ahead Mm -hmm. to plan to make that, but I've never heard of a blueberry stained cucumber, but now I have the challenge to go trying to recreate that.
2: <laughs> but I can imagine it would be beautiful.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, and the mirror and the sake and the rice wine vinegar would give it that uh, consistency and kind of the sharpness you want. Uh, but without the pickle notion of all the salt that comes along. Mm-hmm. Typical pickling. Uh, the next one we found is called Forever Young, and it's uh, produced at the Artesian Hotel in UK. And it's interesting. It comes with a metal shield that hides the cocktail behind the shield with a mirror, and it's very elaborate. And it <laughs> has a straw that comes up from the cup through the shield, so you really get to drink it out of the cup. What I noticed is uh, the thing most interesting about this is that it uses opium incense with the vodka uh, and the eucalyptus and maraschino and, and citrus. But I'm on the hunt now for opium incense because <laughs> I'm interested to know what that smells like.
2: Yeah. Well, and this whole cocktail was inspired by the picture of Dorian Gray. And so Dorian Gray being the one, right, that kept the picture on his wall that aged while meanwhile he stayed forever young.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Quite the just, elaborate sorry. conception. I'm looking at the picture here and it's it's just insane. You can see the the opium incense smoking. Yep. I just, I, I have to wonder how much this cocktail costs.
0: I have to imagine it's it's probably <laughs> at least $100. Yeah. Things are over in London. Yeah. So Work uh, of fascinating. Art. The Forever Young cocktail. A couple more here that were interesting. One is called the Cocotteer, and uh, it's an 18th century creation made by Antoine Amity Peshad, who's an apothecary known for uh, brandy toddies that he served out of egg cups in New Orleans at the Masonic gatherings when the Masonic Temple was Uh, At its height, so the cocktail is served in an eggshell, and the ingredients include rum, chocolate, and cinnamon. Uh, It's been around 200 years, and now Pret a Diner has recreated the historic cocktail. And uh, the key is the chicken egg, which is a requirement of the vessel. And so, uh, I would advise if you want to make this at home, uh, you're going to cut out a little bit uh, the top of the chicken egg and uh, make sure you rinse it really well. If you want to disinfect it to get rid of any salmonella. Um, Use
3: your vodka. Use your vodka.
0: (laughs) Very good, Mara. Use your vodka. (laughs) Pour vodka in, rinse it around, um, let it dry, and then uh, mix in your rum, chocolate, and cinnamon.
3: I would have to imagine that that's a fairly small
0: cocktail. If you're thirsty, you could probably get your hands on an ostrich egg.
3: There you go. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) (laughs) And is that Peshad of Bitter's fame as well?
0: Yes. Yep. Same one. And the last cocktail we found is the White Camel Russian, featuring... What do you think?
2: I'm going to go Camel's Milk. Camel's Milk. Oh, right. oh, wow. Uh,
0: so you make a white Russian with vodka, any number of recipes that are on there, and you can have your own twist. But uh, the thing that stuck out about this cocktail with us was a few of the facts about Camel's Milk. Camel's Milk has 10 times more iron than regular cow's milk and wow. is higher in vitamin C. And more of us becoming health conscious and bartenders beginning to make one major change over another. This is a way for you to get your iron and your vitamin C and it means every day can be a hump day.
2: <laughs> what is the availability of camel's milk like? Good I can't question. say I've ever seen that even as an option anywhere.
0: I don't I don't know. So again, we yeah. have to go on the hunt both for camel's milk and for Uh, opium, incense. So if there are any listeners out there that can tell us where to find those, I'm not looking for somebody who has a camel in their backyard and they're going to (laughs) go off and milk it. This has to be like a legit safe source. (laughs) Or opium incense, you know, be sure to post it let us know. I was
3: going to say, I was on Friday Harbor once and I drove past a farm that had a camel and I was pretty shocked, but there there are camels in Washington.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Bactrian or dromedary?
3: (laughs) Oh, I don't know. (laughs)
0: Yeah. One hump or two?
3: <laughs> I don't know that I noticed from the road. I'll investigate further. I found okay. out that her name was Mona. They knew about her at the resort I was staying at. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, well, there
0: you go. Well, I, I think the most clever thing we've seen in a while is the uh, uh, the recent Geico commercials with uh, the camel walking through and going, you know, what day is today? Hump day, you know, and, and that whole ad I thought was very clever. That was a really good one. Yeah.
3: Are you going to be creating any cocktails for National Cocktail Day at Heritage Distilling?
0: Well, uh, we have a full list of our monthly Babanda offerings uh, featuring uh, a number of uh, specialty items for the month of March. But at home, I'm just going to have some of our dual barrel rye on ice.
3: Ooh, OK. So yeah. just keeping it simple. Yeah. It doesn't have to be Keep complex. You're still no. celebrating National Cocktail Day. You don't have to okay.
2: go out and search for camel's milk. You can still celebrate it with something simple. Uh, yes. Mm <laughs> hmm.
0: The other big news at Heritage this week is that we officially opened the uh, investment round that we were talking about last week's, uh, during last week's show. And uh, the response has been overwhelming and way faster and more aggressive than we thought just from folks in the community. And people can learn more if they're interested in looking at the offering by going to heritagedistilling.com slash investors.
2: Up next on Cast Club Radio, Lucky Lawrence, one of the creative minds behind the oldest bar in Washington State, The Brick. It's next on Cast Club Radio. Welcome back to Cast Club Radio. Right now, we are joined by a very special guest, Lucky Lawrence, talent buyer, and part owner of The Brick, the oldest bar in Washington State, taking some time to chat with us today. How long have you been working there, Lucky?
4: This time, <laughs> <laughs> since 2001.
2: Wow, and it yeah. is it is somewhat of a family venture, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. My family bought it, I guess, it probably, we just had our 20-year anniversary, so it must have been 97, I believe. yeah. Wow, it in ninety-seven. Yeah.
2: What is the best part of, of owning the brick and operating such a historic piece of Rosland?
4: Wow, I guess in the beginning I wouldn't have given this answer, but after years of owning it, it's uh, a catalyst that that creates a lot of friendships because it's a destination, and uh, you know people people wind up. Like, I'll even bump into people I went to high school with in there, but then I wind up making friends of people who just love the place and they come in a couple of times a year or you know they'll own some people own property near here or even way you know way past and they they're driving by and they stop and so i've made a lot of friends over the last 20 years and i'd say that's a big thing that and also the the employees you wind up with uh with a lot of friendships and 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 that's more like a family thing you know I Someone's working for you, and then they have a couple of kids, and it's almost like you have more kids by proxy. Yeah. And that, and that's kind of fun too, for sure.
2: Just like a big extended family.
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: I've noticed that about Roslyn. That even though it's a small town, and you get plenty of people coming through, you're still able to maintain that sort of small town family feel.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, it's definitely. A, it's definitely a community. If somebody gets. If somebody gets hurt here or something happens, the community always pulls together, makes dinners for the you know when uh, if someone's in the hospital or if someone brings home a new baby, people start making dinners for' them and that is uh that is part of i i think the the brick is part of that by proxy. It's kind of like you know the grand central of rockland <laughs> that is <laughs> if you could use if you could use a term like that but so living up here is definitely it is a I I say it's almost like a church. It's like uh oh, yeah. yeah, it's like a church where in big churches people tend to get together and and you know help help people in need and and there's always there's always people looking out for each other and stuff and it's kind of like that in the small town too.
2: I like that. So when people get together at church, the church that is the brick. What is one of the <laughs> most uh, popular things that they love to drink there?
4: Oh, uh, I would say lately, um, for the last couple of years, it's been a Moscow Mule. I mean, that drink, which I hadn't even heard of like ten years ago, <laughs> is really having staying power. In in so much as that they're actually making copper mugs for it, and <laughs> you know,
2: it's wow.
4: you know, it's it's really popular.
2: Is there any particular twist that you put on it? Whether it's just your own brick twist or a local twist, whether it's the ingredients you use?
4: I, on that, I would say not on that drink, not so much. Just because, I mean, just, you know, use, using premiums and really the only twist on that drink is kind of which ginger beer you decide to use,
3: mm-hmm. you know. They can vary a lot.
4: Um, yeah. the there, Sometimes, I don't know, sometimes if you put uh, on a drink that's that popular, and that is very consistent right now it's very consistent anywhere you go mm-hmm. so you don't want to you don't want to put too much of a twist on it because it might it might uh, surprise someone and <laughs> mm-hmm. you know so they, they want might, to... they might uh, well it's just it's such a mainstay right now that I kind of want to just deliver quality you know
2: consistency I, I absolutely understand so if somebody is walking in your doors and they do want a little of the local flavor. They want something that really reflects Roslyn. What would you recommend to them?
4: Probably. And this has been the Roslyn Brewery has a big market share in town. It's been here. It's been here since before we bought the bar. And and they have uh, they have a couple of beers that are just the Brookside and the Roslyn Dark. But the Brookside. I mean uh and then they uh they that place changed hands uh it must be over 10 years ago now and that team that bought it really focused on market share where I, I think I could I could get it at Pioneer Pioneer Square now and Pike Place Market <laughs> so it's like they're getting really long arms but that that for a long time was people loved it and you could kind of only get it around here so that's definitely one of the top Kind of one of the top Roslyn local things, that in the brown sugar bourbon now.
2: <laughs> of course, because uh, Heritage Distilling is in town.
4: Yeah, uh, that's busting out all over that brown sugar bourbon.
2: Definitely is. The brick is also pretty famous for its history when it comes to music. What is it about the brick that's attracted great musical acts or created that atmosphere? I think,
4: well, for one thing, that where the music is, it's. Uh, but That used to be a theater. That's the family dining half, and there's a big stage in there. Mm-hmm. And and uh, we tried to make it into a pretty quality uh, venue with uh, you know stage lighting, a sound system. So it was. It's not an afterthought. Like there's a lot of bars that will that will decide. Okay, hey, we're going to do live music, but there's really nowhere to put a band except maybe kind of put them in the corner or you know. And it and it can still be fun. But this is actually a venue. Where you know it's obvious, even when you're just eating dinner in there, that there's music, and so the the space itself, you know, being being a venue, made it easy. And then you know we have a we have our own production in there, and we have a sound man and or sound girl sometimes. But the uh, the uh, consistency of acts and the consistency of uh, the quality of sound and stuff, I think it just. There isn't anything like that around here, and it makes people—they just know. Like, okay, Saturday night, there's going to be something there. And a lot of people just pile in. They don't even know who's playing. you know, But it's going to be quality, and it's going to sound good and look good.
2: What are some of the acts that you have that had the good pleasure of working with and for bringing through the doors there?
4: Well, let me see. One of my favorites always, uh, the Dusty 45s, Darcy Carlson, Oh, and my band of course it has played there a lot. The Souvenirs. Um, we get we get some excellent cover bands. There's a band that does kind of 90s rock called the Hipsters, and they always <laughs> they always blow the place up. Um, there's a disco act called the Slacks that that does great uh, disco covers, just amazing. And then we get Chance McKenney, Vicky Martinez, who was on The Voice. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then like I said, every once in a while. Every once in a while we'll get uh you know the the occasional touring act, but not we haven't had anyone super huge that that's kind of uh something i'm something I'm aiming at but it is uh you know it is probably the bar probably maxes out at around three fifty or something so those bands that play bigger venues in Seattle would have to be you know it it, it would just have to be the stars would have to be in alignment for me mm-hmm. to get one of those acts in there but Well'll keep it, my fingers crossed, yeah
2: one day i it kind of goes along though with the vibe that you were talking about where it's a small town. it's the the side you create on the bar side of it, but also with the music and just kind of reflective of the community there,
4: yeah I yeah, like, we do like we've had uh, little like dance recitals in there and stuff you know with uh, uh, local li- little dance lessons that. And then they do a show around Christmas and stuff. And that's actually some some of the most fun. And that'll be like on a Saturday morning or something. And it's it's kind of fun because the place packs out with parents <laughs> and there's little kids dancing on stage. And then, you know, later on that night, after 9 o'clock, it'll be a honky-tonk rager in there. So it's like,
2: <laughs> I love it. A little bit of everything that you can find yeah. at The Brick. If people are headed to Roslyn or want to head to Roslyn now that you've explained how fun this place is, how can they find out more information?
4: Um, well, you can you can look online, thebricksaloon.com. But you can also, uh, we have a Facebook, and then uh, it's, it's exit 80 off I-90. But if, if you really, if you look up the brick, it pops up. It, it pops up right away on Google. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a super fun place not just the bar, but the town. And right as you start to get close to Roslyn, you feel like you're going back in time probably 50 or 60 years. And it still, it still has that patina of an old mountain town. And the brick, you know, opened in 1889. It still has that same corner store kind of vibe to it. So it's perfect. Yes, I recommend.
2: Perfect. Yep. Still a little slice of Pacific Northwest history where you can have great food, great drink, and hear some amazing music.
4: Yeah.
2: Well, thank you so much, Lucky, for taking the time to chat with us today. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you so much to our friend Lucky Lawrence of The Brick for taking time to chat with us. Up next on Cast Club Radio, Distiller Dane has another great themed top five for us. Plus, a spirits-infused recipe that you have to try. It combines two of our favorite holidays, National Cocktail Day national waffle day very timely right now that's next on cast club radio welcome back to cast club radio right now one of our favorite people on the line distiller dane ready to give us another top five what is on your top five list this week dane
1: Well, I'm actually down in Pacific City, Oregon right now, so I'm going to air my top five from this wonderful, beautiful place down here.
2: Perfect. What's a number one on the list today?
1: All right. My number one is the Oregon coast itself. I've spent a lot of time on the Washington coast the last couple of years, and I used to vacation down on the Oregon coast when I was younger, but I haven't been there since. And it is just absolutely amazing. The terrain, the sand, um, right on the coast over here, there's tons of hiking, four-wheeling, I've seen about 50 surfers out there today and a few skimboarders. The cool thing about the houses down here that you can rent out, they are literally on the ocean beach. So a lot of times, especially in Washington, there's kind of like a hundred yard distance of a barrier, a block from the beach, but the houses are literally walk out your back door and your feet are in the sand
0: yeah i've been to pacific city uh, with the family there's some very cool dunes you go climb up uh, and uh, they're all sandy and you go climb to the top and get a great view of the ocean and just it's a great the beach is just tremendous for families and kids
2: it is pretty cool we used to go to cannon beach every year as a kid and it was a lot of fun it's so beautiful out there what is number two on your list
1: Number two on my list would have to be the Bel- the Pelican Brewery. Um, I've been a big fan of this brewery. This is one of the main reasons why we went down there. just happens to be on the coast. So they actually have a brew pub in-house, like, on the sand. So you can get a beer, go back to their back porch, and you're just looking at the ocean right there. And there's this famous rock out in there, and the sun sets behind it. And it's a great place to relax. Uh, one of their favorite beers that I'm obsessed with is their Kiwanda Cream Ale, which is a cream ale.
0: and oh, It's good. the first time I've had it
1: directly from the source and it's delicious.
3: I like that one too.
0: Pelican Brewery uh, is an amazing little hidden gem and it is the must-visit place when you are there.
2: Perfect. Number three.
0: Number three. So
1: about a 20-minute drive away from Pacific City is the Tillamook Cheese Factory.
4: <laughs> um
1: So I got to go visit this place. Right now they are rebuilding a section of it, but they still have a small visitor center open and you can get all the cheese and ice cream samples that you want and it's definitely a must do.
2: (laughs) Did you go for anything special, anything specific?
1: I just went there for the experience. I have been a huge fan of their chocolate peanut butter ice cream, but I kind of stuck to more of some of the Berry ones, like the strawberry one, because it was a nice sunny day out.
2: Perfect. All right, number four on Distiller Danes' top five this week.
1: Right downtown in Pacific City is the Twist Wine Company. You can go and do tastings of a bunch of local wines. But the interesting thing is they actually have the Russian River Pliny the Elder IPA always on tap at this location. And this is one of the most highly rated IPAs in the country. And it is fully available on tap there. And this is even a beer that they don't distribute into some other states, such as Washington, anymore.
2: Wow special treat.
1: Very special.
2: <laughs> so what is the final item on your list this week? Rounding things out, number five.
1: Number five, there's a general store actually right behind the Pelican Brewery. You can just go pick up your basic amenities with are camping or renting the house. But the one thing to look out for is they sell fudge there. then mm-hmm. cut the sample a bunch of different types. And I ended up taking home a maple nut fudge that is so good. And I ended up actually melting it on pancakes and eating it with my pancakes.
3: Oh,
2: wow. Well, and it's perfect because waffle, National Waffle Day is tomorrow, so that would be, mm, I don't know, pretty perfect for that.
0: It would go really well on waffles as well. I have been to that general store, and the fudge <laughs> is outstanding.
2: Yes, how have I never been to this place? Well, we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Dane.
0: All right, thank you. Have a good day. Thank you, Dane. Back to work.
2: So speaking of National Waffle Day, our cocktail for this week has a little something to do with that.
0: It is. Our Cocktail of Recipe of the Week for National Waffle Day, which is tomorrow, is our maple bacon syrup.
4: Ooh!
0: (laughs) Yeah, and uh, this calls for eight ounces of your favorite maple syrup and uh, our bacon-flavored vodka. That's it. So on a stove, in a small pot, simmer about eight ounces of your favorite maple syrup, and you throw in about two tablespoons of our bacon-flavored vodka. Uh, Stir it slowly. Uh, You can add a second tablespoon or a third tablespoon, depending on how strong you want to make it and uh, then pour it over freshly made waffles. Pretty easy.
3: Ooh, delicious. I never thought about spiking my maple syrup. That's awesome. It's amazing. So before we get out
2: of here and everybody goes off to celebrate National Cocktail Day today and National Waffle Day tomorrow, once more, let's remind everybody that they can pre-order the Special Forces Bourbon right now at HeritageDistilling.com. Only a thousand bottles going to be available of this, right, Justin?
0: Yeah, and we started our pre-sale last week, and we're already almost twenty percent pre-sold in just wow. one week. Um, so it, it, again, we'll go fast, and it's all for a good cause, and it's you know supporting our friends. Uh, down at JBLM, who are in Special Forces Group.
2: Perfect. As always, you can check out heritagedistilling.com for uh, a full list of the articles we talked about on the show today. They'll lead you there, plus the recipes we talked about. And if you missed any episodes of Cast Club Radio, you can catch up at HeritageDistilling.com. Or as always, you can check it out at CairoRadio.com. Just head to the podcast page and click on Cast Club Radio.
0: Follow us on Instagram and at Facebook. You can find us at Cast Club Radio. And always don't forget to rate us on iTunes.
2: Perfect. We always love hearing from you guys. Post cocktail pics. Let us know what you're doing. And in the meantime, have a great National Cocktail Day. We'll see you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to Cask Club Radio, brought to you by Heritage Distilling, part of Cairo Weekends on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. Check us
2: out on MyNorthwest.com to learn more and catch up on past episodes. Cask
0: Club Radio, brought to you by Heritage Distilling on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM.